Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. We're back again with another exciting episode. My name is Anna, and my co-host is the wonderful Callan, as always. Callan, how are you? I'm good. I took the... What's the word? (laughs) It really is fitting that I can't think of the word because... I was going to basically say that, oh, the Liberty. I took the Liberty of pre-gaming for this. <laughs> so it's really appropriate that I couldn't think of the word. Uh, yeah, but I'm I'm feeling good. I, you know, I'm living life, happy to be here with, with y'all as always. Um, I know we've put out some fun recent episodes so we love catching up with everybody catching up on all our our good stuff that we've been watching so i know today will be no different of course we're always consistently good (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of what you've been pre-gaming what is it that you're consuming well lizzie mcguire you're an outfit repeater (laughs) drinking the same old same old uh not really i've had it one other time it's the Mimosa Hard Seltzer. Yes. Not sure if I had it on the last episode or maybe like two before that. I don't remember, but yeah, really good. Surprisingly strong. It's from an Atlanta brewing company. And as I said the last time, it's the best seltzer I have had. I think the orange juice disguises the seltzer yes i know exactly what you're talking about Uh, yeah i one day i'll describe it better than that but (laughs) that's what i have for now well great um what about you i'm having something somewhat similar uh it's actually a mermaid mule so it's a moscow it's a moscow mule so vodka uh ginger beer lime juice but also add some blue, I don't know how you say that word. Curacao? Yes, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For a little extra splash of fun, because technically it's spring right now, but we just yeah. had a tornado watch today, so <laughs> take that as you will. So I'm just That's kind of... That's how you know <laughs> it's getting warm in Mississippi. <laughs> yes. That's how you know. So kind of thought I would have a drink to remind me of people who get to go on spring break, so... Mm, you know i don't have any paper umbrellas but if i did it would be garnished with a paper umbrella (laughs) no mermaid garnish oh yeah i definitely don't have any of those unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) mermaids are pretty popular so we probably could find something but yes yes they're they're cute um that sounds good i i've had blue curacao in a few things I feel like it usually is for the color, obviously, mm-hmm. but it does, like, kind of sweeten it up a little bit. Yeah. Add a little extra flavor layer. Yes. <laughs> a little fun, little fun dimension. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like that name, though. Mermaid Mule. That's cute. I'll have to remember yeah. that one. Something funky. Yeah. Well, what have you been watching or consuming as far as media. <laughs> so kind of a random thing, but you know, we like to toss in 
something not as straightforward all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tie it into my nighttime routine as of late. I've talked on here before um, about <laughs> how I like to watch something before I go to sleep. Is this a healthy thing? Not really. But I feel like this is a common thing. So a lot of you can probably mm-hmm. relate. I like to have something that is just kind of calming, whatever. So a lot of times this has been like scenes from Pride and Prejudice or part of To All the Boys I've Loved Before, that kind of thing. Something I know really well soothes me. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Diagnose me however you like. (laughs) But um, I discovered on Spotify this kind of audiobook I guess you would say which I've never listened to like an audiobook type thing at all on Spotify but one day I was just randomly like what if I just tried searching like Pride and Prejudice on Spotify like what comes up aside from the soundtrack and this um, channel I guess you'd say is called The Sleepy Bookshelf and I found it and there's actually like um different books like audiobooks um broken into different parts on there and so pride and prejudice is one of them and there's a lot of parts each one is like an hour long um i think right now i'm on like part 14 and it is a british lady narrating it um and i've only listened to the pride and prejudice one so i don't know how the others would be i know there's like a an alice in wonderland one Hound of the Baskervilles, like a lot of different genres um, or kind of classic books that are on there that you can listen to. But um, as for the Pride and Prejudice one, every time it starts out, like she's kind of calming you because it's supposed to be relaxing. Obviously, it's called the Sleepy Bookshelf. Like it's supposed to be something you could fall asleep to, um, probably ideally if you already know the plot so you're not confused. (laughs) But um, she kind of like t- tells you to take a deep breath and relax and then recaps like for a minute what just happened in the last part um, so that you kind of have a refresher and then um, reads the book like an audiobook, you know, for 50 minutes or so. And then the last few minutes are silent, like with a subtle like kind of white noise. So hmm. I guess that's kind of if you were to fall asleep listening to it so yeah I have been watching that or listening to that every night um and then playing numberzilla on my phone which I recently showed Anna (laughs) it's a fun game it's a fun app not worth explaining like it's really easy to understand if you download it and look at the instructions but it's one of those like I can listen to Prime Predators but I can also like zone out and play this like number game yeah And for some reason, that's my routine as of late. So, a lot of blue light, not (laughs) ideal for going to sleep, but, you know, it works for me. Um, And, I don't know, it's just, it's calming. So, it's a good duo. Yeah, it sounds like it. That sounds wonderful. I mean, whatever routine works for you is kind of how I feel. Sleep can be very difficult for a lot of people. Do you find yourself having dreams about, like, Mr. Darcy or... No, I haven't had, unfortunately, I haven't had a dream about Mr. Darcy. I would love that. (laughs) Um, I did have a dream the other day, now that you say that, where I definitely, like, liked someone. 
and it's kind of a weird situation. I won't get into all the details because um, I don't remember them all, but I know that, you know how, like, you can feel things in your dreams, which is really weird. Yeah. But it's like, I felt like, like, when I woke up from the stream, I remembered having, like, butterflies in my stomach. Oh, wow. From, yeah. like, interacting with this person. So, I don't know how the brain works and, like, that's <laughs> it crazy is wild. to me. Yeah. That you can, like, I get, I get dreams for the most part, but, like feeling along with the dreams which I you know I've experienced bad feelings in my dreams before or like you know waking up crying I've done that before yeah so this is more pleasant but um it was a random guy so I guess never to be seen again (laughs) but (laughs) um I don't know if that was inspired by you know my feelings for Darcy or not but I would love a dream where he showed up. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm I'm unlucky in that I'm not one of those people that dreams about like figures or celebrities or people that I know or like, you know, like or whatever. It's always unfamiliar people, which is kind of frustrating because I feel like it's just a more fun story if you know the people. Yeah. You know, that's true. It's like, who cares about these, these faces? <laughs> but have, have you heard that fact that if you dream of, like, a face or a person, it is someone that you have actually seen before, whether you know or not. I have heard that, which is super interesting that, like, every single stranger you see on the street, you could have a dream about. <laughs> That's wild, which makes sense because I've read that, like, you can't create a face in your mind. Like, it has to be from people that you have seen before. Mm-hmm. I think that's fascinating. I've yeah. done random dream I use the word research lightly because it's been Googling and <laughs> clicking on, like, blogs or whatever. Yeah. But dreams have fascinated me, and I guess that's not really pop culture, but I think it's super interesting. Absolutely. And I like interpreting dreams. So if any of you out there have had recurring dreams or themes or whatever, I would love to hear those. And some people are lucky enough to dream about pop culture people that they love or it's funny so i think that's always a funny story i love hearing dreams yes me too those are very entertaining well speaking of celebrities uh (laughs) (laughs) what i watched today was the first episode of beyond the edge Mm. which is have you heard of that i don't think so it's like i'm a celebrity get me out of here but not <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so it is very survivor esque. Some of the notable people, I feel like you would probably know more of the people than I would. Um, okay. But there are several like uh, athletes and entertainers. There was a Real Housewife. The people I knew was the girl who played Stephanie on Full House. Uh, Jody Sweeten, I think is how you say her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. Metal World Peace, if you've ever watched Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> what a, I mean, he's on, uh, it's not a celebrity reality show if he's not on there. It's true, and I'm really expecting him to quit this one, because he, I mean, I've only seen him on Celebrity Big Brother, and we all know how that turned out. Uh, last person is Colton Underwood, is <laughs> is mm. <laughs> also on the season. There's only, oh my gosh. as of uh, this recording, there's only one episode that has been released 
on Paramount Plus. I don't know what network it's coming on, so I'm just only coming from a streaming service because I don't have network television. But Google Googling it's on CBS. Okay, that would make sense. But that's so weird to me because it's like a survivor knockoff with celebrities almost because they have two different teams and for some reason the numbers are uneven. So I'm like, did somebody back out last minute and you didn't have an alternate or not really Mm -hmm. sure about that? I think there's nine people, a team of five and a team of four. And like this first challenge, which they call an adventure, uh, they're going through kind of like an obstacle course through the jungle and they're in Panama. And then like they have shelter that they built. I don't know what the food situation's like, but they keep talking about all the bugs and hearing (laughs) monkeys and all this stuff. Uh, And then they're, they're competing for charity money. So, but there's nobody voted out. So at the end of the episode, they all get together and talk about like what happened, what they've learned about themselves, all those things. And then it reminded me of Kid Nation because <laughs> they're all together. And the host, who was apparently like, I guess like an MMA or like boxing commentator, he asks, Does anybody want to leave? And then that person can decide if they want to quote, ring the bell or not. And they all carry lanterns, not fire. <laughs> not torches. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was interesting. I mean, I don't know if I'll watch the rest or not, but I was curious because I, I saw an ad for it and I was like, well, they know how to appeal to me. So I at least watched the pilot. <laughs> Yeah, sold. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, while you were talking, I Googled the cast, and I actually think I know everyone. I think I know who everyone is. Some definitely more than others. Mm-hmm. So, like, the two that I'm least familiar with, Mike Singletary, he uh, played for the Chicago Bears and then um he's a coach and then Craig Morgan who's a country music star I don't listen to country music but I've heard that name Mm -hmm. um but everybody else I think I know Lauren Elena American Idol contestant also think she's on Dancing with the Stars so she's just making her way around every channels (laughs) (laughs) every network's reality show Ray Lewis Hall of Fame football player of course, Meta World Peace. Paulina Portskova. So she was a, a model, and I only know her because she was a judge on America's Next Top Model hmm. for many seasons. Interesting. So, um, and she was like, she was fine on there. And then Jody Sweeten and Col- yeah, Colton Underwood. I can, <laughs> he can go. Um, yeah, I won't even get into that but he's ridiculous in my opinion um and then (laughs) ebony k williams she was on real housewives of new york for at least one season i don't that whole franchise is like they didn't even film a reunion because everyone couldn't get along so (laughs) i have no idea if we will ever see that return if she'll be back i don't know oh interesting but yeah so that is uh the rest of the people, you know, in case anyone was curious. 
Yeah. So it's an interesting show. I'll, I don't D-list, know. D-list celebrities and retired athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I watch Celebrity Big Brother already, so I feel like I've gotten my fill of celebrity reality shows, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Isn't that like, I just, I don't even know what kind of like assessment to give that because I feel like. These types of celebrity reality shows are so 2000s. Yes. Like, I mean, every network had them. And then even, like, VH1, Mm -hmm. all of theirs. And so I don't know if I I would even say, like, okay, are they making a comeback? Because I feel like there's always a few going on. Like, they're trying to keep that alive. Yeah. But it's not like the level of celebrity is improving or the quality of the show is improving. (laughs) Right. It's still people that most people aren't really going to. Yeah, flock to their television to go watch. Yeah. Like, I feel like, I feel like Celebrity Apprentice was actually the exception to Mm -hmm. this because they had sometimes they had some good people but for some reason maybe that concept was more interesting yeah um than like watching them out in a jungle trying to do obstacle courses or something i don't know i don't know yeah we were both fans of celebrity apprentice and we were i haven't really it's (laughs) 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 i want to go there either yeah (laughs) we all know what we're talking about um (laughs) but yeah the show itself was fun yeah Yeah. well one of our favorite shows and our favorite reality show is the amazing race and Mm -hmm. we've had some celebrities on there but thank goodness we have not had (laughs) anything like beyond the edge but (laughs) if we ever become a d-list celebrity then maybe we'll get on the amazing race we'll see Otherwise, we will still find reasons to be on The Amazing Race. So, Callan, do you have a reason for us today? I do. And, you know, we like to mix in, like, little, sometimes a broader reason. Sometimes it's really specific. So, I guess this leans more towards the broad sense. But we are not afraid to try something new like I feel like we like I kind of live by the philosophy I'll try anything once yeah like you just never know till you try right and I feel like we are both down to try something one time at least just to like have the experience you know know if we like it or not I think it makes you more interesting you can say you did it all that good stuff so um I feel like whether that's like food you even more so than me but like we're not picky eaters so you know like when we were in Amsterdam and they gave us raw herring to try right I really don't even like seafood that much but we both ate it yeah and it wasn't bad you know and it's like when in Rome like you just you gotta do what is is done or try it like yeah you can't you can't have that experience at home so like why not do it um and i feel like you know beyond food that's kind of a mentality that we've embraced and um 
you know, traveling or at home, it's like, let's try something different. Just, it kind of, it adds spice to the spice of life, as they say. (laughs) Um, And I, I definitely think we would take that on the race. Like, no matter how much we prepare and, you know, the types of challenges we expect and all of that, like, there's just going to be stuff that we didn't prepare for or um, neither one of us is good at or we just have never done it before. Um, but we're going to be ready to dive in and yeah. we're not going to be like, oh, I haven't done that or, eh, you know, or I'm not going to eat that or whatever. Like, it's like, okay, let's let's go. <laughs> let's do it. Um, so, I don't know. I think we just don't. We don't let the unknown, I guess, psych us out or whatever. Like, yeah, it's it's not that big of a deal at the end of the day. Just try it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is such a trait of ours. And it's a trait that I think would be important. I agree. Yeah. And I, I feel like in a way, y'all as listeners can probably get that vibe from us, even from a pop culture standpoint because the stuff that we enjoy is so random (laughs) yes the types of content that we mention on here is so random um it's kind of a little bit of everything so it's like we'll try it i mean you watched the first episode of beyond the edge you know like right we'll see um so yeah i feel like our our personalities even on here you know kind of depict that so yeah very true there you go love it well in the spirit of trying something new Mm -hmm. (sighs) i am going to take us on a journey back to march 2020 wow i don't know if you you guys remember what happened during that month that was a worldwide thing (laughs) but uh kind of crazy that it's the month that i started this journey and then Two years later, here we are. But anyway, so as you know, lockdown occurred in March of 2020. And I've always heard of this show and was never super interested. And then Callan was actually the one who said, I think you would enjoy watching the challenge on MTV. I was a little like, I don't really know how I feel about MTV right now. You know, I'm not a teenager anymore. Like I used, me and my sister would like watch MTV before my parents got home from work, like that whole yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure. Flip the channel real fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you hear the garage door open, that's whenever you change the channel to <laughs> ABC Family or whatever we were watching. Um, yeah, so I was a little unsure. But I am so glad that I started watching it. It is super fun. I'll get to my thoughts at the end. But uh, it's been, like I said, a two-year journey <laughs> to <laughs> um, my first season was season 10. And I am caught up to the current season, which is 37. And then I've also watched all of the spinoffs. So mm, uh, needless wow. to say, I had over 40 pages of notes on Word. <laughs> So, I've tried my best to narrow it down as much as possible, Uh, especially with this show. There's a lot. So, anyway. Yeah. I will preface and say it's very 
common for me to recommend a show to somebody and then they end up seeing more way more of it than I have or like finishing it before I do or whatever and that is exactly the case here like I've probably seen a total of five or six seasons like literally since I started watching it in middle school so yeah I <laughs> I, I know but I I, I don't know. You were definitely the challenge expert, but I just think it's funny that that Yes. That <laughs> it is funny. I've had the similar experience with, with people as well, with other things. So I get it. All right. So we are time traveling again back to the year 1998. Uh, Road Rules All-Stars premiered. Um, the second season, it was changed to Real World Road Rules Challenge. And <laughs> that's a, a mouthful for sure. Were there were there two colons like real? <laughs> it was world Real World road slash Road Rules uh, colon Challenge. So yes. yeah, uh, okay. Because the challenge started because of the Real World. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And. Before and Road I Rules, which I never saw. Yeah, what is that? Because I've heard that too, like in the challenge season titles, they'll mention, yeah, Road Rules. Mm-hmm. I, I watched a lot of MTV and I never saw Road Rules. Yeah, I never even remember it being mentioned. So I definitely would like to go back and watch some because I think that would be really entertaining. Yeah, I, surely there's some clips on YouTube or something. Oh, yeah, um, I would think so. So... 1998 is that see is that the first season yes 1998 was okay. road rules all stars and then the second so season we already had we already <laughs> yeah had exactly okay. <laughs> okay what's crazy though is that it wasn't until season 19 that they dropped the real world road rules part and they just started calling it the challenge that makes sense because I definitely watched it while that was still in the title. Yeah, okay. it is just crazy that it like took that long for them to, to drop it. But and like, yeah, for it to be its number one, for it to be its own show, right? Number two, that is a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nowadays it's just the challenge, and then it has a subtitle talking about the theme or location or something like that. So kind of like what Survivor has done in the past, brief. Pre-41. Um, yeah, so originally the cast was just Real World and Road Rules. That is like, I have to consciously like say that without <laughs> yeah. being a tongue twister. Yeah, I know, it's so hard to say. <laughs> I probably slurred my words earlier. Yeah. So originally it was just people from those shows. And then they introduced a fresh meat portion, which was like random mm-hmm. casting people. And then they moved on to other MTV properties. And then now, especially, it's uh, non-MTV properties. And now that Viacom has become a thing, there's been a lot more, I feel like, overlap with CBS and whoever all is involved in that umbrella of Viacom. But mm-hmm. So that's been interesting how it evolves. Uh, there's been several hosts. Like, I've seen a few... YouTube clips of like earlier seasons where they had different hosts and like I said my first season was season 10 and then TJ Lavin became the host on season 11 so and Lavin 11 huh 
but he's still the current season and by far the best from what I've seen. I didn't even know there were other people like I. I Yeah. TJ. Yeah. It's weird, too, because there's been like really random hosts and then there have been like former challenge winners who came back to be a host. It's it's weird. But he is great. He's a BMX rider and everybody on the cast loves him. I would definitely say it's super interesting watching, like, his host abilities kind of evolve over time. And I'm mm-hmm. sh- that's with anybody who's been a host for so many, so many seasons. Like, you can really tell a difference how they kind of settle into however they're going to interact with the cast. And he has best definitely settled into that role. Um, like, yeah. he's the kind of person who will be very blunt and will laugh at them for doing stupid things and stuff like that. So he's great. And um, I've really enjoyed watching him. So as far as the layout of the game, oh, that's hard. (laughs) Because (laughs) the game has changed basically every season. And then like sometimes in the season, the, the rules still change. What? So it's kind of hard to explain that system. But I will say the show itself has always been in, like, really beautiful countries and locations. I guess they find, like, the luxury Airbnbs or something because they always have really nice accommodations, especially currently, um, like, really beautiful mansions that they'll all stay in. Of course, they're sleeping in a bunk bed, but still, (laughs) like, really beautiful place, um, which is always fun. I love seeing just random things that people do, but early on... As far as, like, the prizes, that's definitely one thing that has evolved over time. Early on, it was more like your prize is a certain amount in cash and prizes. So, like, $50,000 in cash and prizes. And had a lot of sponsors. So, (laughs) like, almost every challenge, it was sponsored by something. So, like, so one of the examples is, like, one of the teams, which I don't even remember how many people are on the team, but it was probably more than five people. They won $150,000 to split among their team. Plus, everybody got a 42-inch plasma screen. Ooh, plasma. <laughs> yeah. Sign of the times. Yeah, um, really. But definitely more current seasons have a more significant uh, cash prize. Uh, I think that actually, I don't know if they were the first um, show to have a million dollars, like, on MTV. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But nowadays, it's usually about that much, either for, like, a team to split or something like that. It's definitely more significant than 150000 now. <laughs> um, and, you know, a lot of the earlier seasons were mainly teams or groups and they would all split the money evenly amongst, like, several people. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, ongoing issues that they have. Uh, I mean, it's pretty much every season they have issues of um, veterans versus the rookies. People who've mm-hmm. never done the show before. Even, like, guys versus girls. Of course, there's always pre-gaming, which I'm glad that they actually acknowledge because some shows do not acknowledge that yeah and that's like on this show i feel like it would be impossible for there not to be pre-gaming because yeah so many returning people exactly exactly so many times 
and then over time, they've had like several themes, which I find super interesting. Like, uh, I guess it would be similar to like Survivor having like themes over and over again, like Blood versus Water 1, Blood versus Water 2, something like that, which mm-hmm. they've had a Blood versus Water type of season. They've had a Survivor type of season. <laughs> There have been, um, like, battle back competitions, kind of like in Big Brother. Uh, and then just kind of, it's usually like a tr- um, a trilogy that they'll have that's, like, kind of based off of a theme. Like, recently it's been, like, spy-themed. Nowadays, the show is mainly individual. And throughout the, throughout the different challenge, like, the daily challenges... It'll either be, like, you're competing individually, you're competing as a pair, or you're competing as a group. So, it just all kind of varies. (laughs) And so, it's kind of hard to, to like, nail down what the rules are. But um, (laughs) I will say, probably, like, the best way to describe what the show looks like, every time they have a daily challenge the winning person or the winning pair or the winning group is safe from elimination. Usually that winning person can nominate someone to go into elimination and then the rest of the group uh, nominates another person. Or it's some some variation of that usually. So then there will be either like a, a team going against a team in an elimination or it could just be like an individual kind of thing but the challenges are pretty much overall physical uh but there's definitely more puzzle and memory elements as well which I appreciate that sometimes Mm -hmm. things can be very heavy on the physical aspect and so then doesn't seem like it says even for everybody who may have different qualities and strengths, but my favorite challenge, which they don't necessarily do every season, but TJ always says that it's his favorite. So I'm thinking I have good taste. Like-minded. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The trivia challenges are by far the most hilarious. Um, <laughs> I've seen like some YouTube compilations of like worst challenge trivia answers and if you ever want to really like give yourself a self-esteem boost that's a great way to do it because um you know this and I get it not to knock those people but like you know they're stressed and you know freaking out about whatever height they're being held over to get this question wrong or TJ's laughing at you for being stupid or something I get that but it makes me excited so Um, that's always fun. And then as far as the final challenge, geez. Um, yeah, it is ridiculous. Like, like sometimes I, I mean, okay. Big brother competitions, we all know are kind of silly most of the time. And that's part of their thing, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But like, sometimes I feel like the survivor competitions, they are great as well. Like very high quality, And sometimes have, like, way too many steps that it complicates things for me. But, Uh like, looking at this final, these people are insane. Because usually it's, like, a marathon length um, of running, endurance, like, 
there's puzzles and memory challenges mixed within. But like over the last, I don't know, maybe 10 challenges or so, they've gotten like way more intense to where they're more than one day. And so they're spending the night in like usually camping outside, but and usually there's like a, a team, like a duo con um, that you're working with. So either like a guy-girl combination or otherwise. But most of the time, it's like you have to, you, so let's say Callan and I are partners. Callan could go to sleep on the ground, <laughs> like in the dirt. And then I would have to stand on like a small post and then... Like, that's the way that she could sleep. Otherwise, she would get up, get on the post, and then I could go to sleep. So, obviously, you're not getting yeah. restful sleep at all. And yeah. and then they <laughs> added, like, these, like, gross food challenges. So, there's, like, vomiting and stuff. So, if you're not into the vomiting thing, I would probably suggest skipping over that portion. But, anyway, it is ridiculous. Um, but, usually, as far as the, fa- the finale or final is concerned, the person who finishes first obviously wins. Um, there have been other p- parts where, like, the cha- the final was divided into, like, phases, and you had an average of how quickly you did a certain phase, and then at the end, they would average all those times together, and whoever had the shortest time won. There's definitely been some drama, like, for example, something like that, where you have an average of time, and the person who had the, the shortest time won. There was a, there's a, a few challenges, actually, where you're in a, in a duo, and the person who has the shortest time gets to decide if they're going to keep all the money or if they're going to share the money. So, lots of drama there, not giving away anything, but those are crazy, and obviously, those decisions come back to bite you, usually. But, just some fun things. I think some of the earlier intro, because I feel like they haven't done intros in a while, but back in the day, they would do the, the intros, and... Please go on YouTube and watch at least the Gauntlet 3 and the Duel 2 intros because they are so ridiculous. Like, (laughs) they're, like, coming out of the sand and, like, being all dramatic. Like, what am I watching here? But anyway, I found it very entertaining. Um, I definitely recommend watching the reunion show. I think every season has had a reunion show at the end where... Not all, not the whole cast comes back, but notable people from the season come back and talk through their drama and kind of give you updates, maybe on like somebody's relationship status, um, mm-hmm. and always show like missing scenes and talk about who hooked up with who and all that drama that you know MTV's all about. Um, you can't have an MTV show without some of that. It's true. That's part of it. That is true. <laughs> That's part of its charm. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, it's kind of weird to me because it's like a different host every time. So I always thought that was kind of strange that, like, the reunion is usually... I think they've had a couple repeats, but, like, TJ might be a guest, but he's, like, not the reunion host. So I always found that interesting. 
That's weird, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Okay. My next portion I wanted to talk about was the cast. Obviously, mm. that makes or breaks the series. Um, and this is MTV, so you can imagine the kind of personalities that you get on this show. Um, and I will say, not to knock anyone who may be a challenge contestant listening to this podcast, but majority of the time, like probably 90% of the time, I find it hard to like anyone at all times. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh-huh. I get like, that. Like, yeah. because these people come back season after season after season after season. And, like, maybe their first season, I really like them. Second season, they have some kind of issue with somebody. And, like, maybe not necessarily make me just absolutely despise them. But, you know, you got that little nugget in the back of your mind, like, oh, they're a little argumentative or whatever. Yeah, because on, on this show, it's, I think it's the most unique. The most unique part of it is that it is like the same, a lot of the same people over and yes, over again. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's not unique for it to be returning players. Like, it there's like always people that you've seen before. It's it people have literally turned this into their career is being yes. on the challenge. <laughs> right. I just think that is that's so interesting. That it that's is what they've done with their life. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all I can say. Um, I will say, you know, obviously this is an MTV show. So there's lots of alcohol flowing, lots of partying, hooking up, cheating on your significant other, all that kind of stuff. There are some couples who have made it long term. There are some who married and later got divorced. X, Y, Z. I will make the note that there are controversies that arise really through the whole span of the show, earlier on, the comments that are made or things that happen are not as well addressed than they are now. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a positive, I guess, that the MTV production has done better with, um, like, for example, um, like racial slurs and blackface and homophobic Mm. comments and ableism comments, even things that are made on social media um, is Mm -hmm. addressed. So I appreciate MTV has done well with that. And they usually always provide like a title card at the end that says, you know, provides resources if you have experienced something similar. Uh, Mm. I will say that there are lots of physical altercations throughout the seasons and people who get disqualified from the show. Um, what's weird to me sometimes is seeing those people return even after they've made those comments or they've gotten into a physical altercation or something like that. Um, probably the biggest controversy that I would say for the challenge, uh, was a sexual assault lawsuit, which happened between three pretty prominent people on the challenge and those people have never returned again. So um, I will mention their names, but later on, as far as noteworthy cast members, because literally they were on so many seasons, but we do not, we don't see them anymore. And from what it looks like, things were settled outside of court, but I'm not getting into that. So anyway, moving on after the controversy, 
some noteworthy cast members. Like you said, Callan, this show in particular is super different and that you see these people like over a span of so many times like people talk about how like how is Boston Rob played all these times and it's like bro you don't even know about the challenge yeah imagine Um, if Boston Rob were on almost every (laughs) (laughs) right exactly exactly um so obviously I'm not going to mention every single noteworthy cast member because we would be here a long time if that were the case so I apologize in advance if you are a big challenge person and I do not mention your favorite person. I was just thinking of people who either have like mainly people who have a lot of records like they're well known either in the past or current. Um, So that's kind of the itinerary that I based it off of. (sighs) But it's definitely more difficult to talk about noteworthy cast members as well due to some of the spinoffs that we have. But I'll talk about that at the end. Okay, so first person I want to talk about is Mike the Miz Mizanin. (laughs) Um, I have never really been into the WWE wrestling world or anything like that, but I did recognize him, and he is probably the most famous, most wealthy challenge contestant post-challenge, I would assume. Um... And I've seen some YouTube clips of him uh, and things like that. And he has hosted some challenge reunions and challenge spinoffs. So that's fun. Um, There are some other people like uh, noteworthy people as well who were actors or comedians. There's also a U.S. representative as well. So some interesting people who've come out of the challenge. (laughs) Okay, so you got Mike the Miz Mizanin and all the other actors and comedians who have followed him. Probably the other next noteworthy person from the challenge is Johnny Bananas. Mm, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you follow kind of what I did, I watched seasons 10 through current. So if you do that, you will watch all of Johnny Bananas seasons for better or for worse. Yeah. Um so the duel is his first season. So if you are just like really into me talking about Johnny Bananas, then that's where you can go first. Um, I will try to mention that. Oh, I forgot to say Mike, Mike, the the Miz. <laughs> I just can't get over that. His first season was season five. So if you want to go back and watch his seasons, that's his first one. Um, but back to Johnny Bananas um, holds a lot of challenge records. He has played 20 seasons, which is the most seasons. So literally it would be like Boston Rob basically playing in half of the Survivor seasons, if you can imagine that. So crazy. So um, his name is Johnny Bananas, and Bananas, he had got, from my understanding, he had gotten that nickname from Real World. And same thing with Mike the Miz, which is interesting that they both got their nicknames from their real world world season and it translated to, I guess, their real life. (laughs) Um, And I just can't even imagine them on the real world. I know. Part of me me wants to go back and watch all of these people on real world because it would be so interesting seeing them back in the day. Like what made them so noteworthy to come to the challenge. But... Uh Uh-huh. Uh... Yeah, so Bananas is 
not as much in the conversation anymore. Um, he hasn't really been on any challenge seasons recently, but he is definitely somebody who's mentioned in the community a lot, and he is still out there in the socials and doing his whatever he does. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing for me to mention my thoughts on these people. <laughs> sure, go ahead. But I will say uh, Bananas is not my favorite person. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because I find his character a bit of a bully. Uh, but I do acknowledge that he does have a lot of strategic um, input and he does do some politicking, um, is a term in, in the <laughs> challenge community. So uh, there's that. So I, I, I can acknowledge people who are noteworthy and seen as a challenge, quote, legend. But mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to like them. Like, I have no desire yeah. to meet this person. So right, I will yeah. say that. Well. From what I have seen of Johnny Bananas, obnoxious is probably the best word. To yes, him. that is a very good adjective for him. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so the next probably super well-known um, challenge person is CT. Um, yeah. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. I know his first name is Chris, but everybody calls him CT. Except if you're, like, really close, then they call him Chris. And it really throws me off whenever they're in a challenge. They're like, Chris, Chris. And I'm like, who are they talking about? Anyway. (laughs) um, CT uh, was also from the real world back in the day. And the Inferno is his first season. Um, I don't know if I should mention. (laughs) I'm not going to mention. I'm trying not to mention spoiler uh, records that these people hold. But he has the most final challenge appearances by a male um and he has the most seasons being sent home without formally losing an elimination by a male so if that says anything about him if you want to know more about bananas and ct you can look up on youtube bananas backpack from cutthroat that was really fun especially because (laughs) i like ct more than i like bananas so there's that. I agree. Um, Again, for my limited knowledge, I like CT more. Yes. Yeah, he he in particular is definitely the one who has had the most character arc of the show because I think he's played 19 seasons now and like his first few seasons not a fan because he had a temper and he, like like his record shows Um, He was sent home without formally losing an elimination, easily because he was punching someone in the face. (laughs) So, um, definitely earlier on, I was not so much on board with him because he is arrogant and violent and made comments that were not cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, see, this this is the part that I'm saying that it's hard to like everyone... Mm-hmm. The whole time that they're on the show. And he's a good example of that. He's definitely gotten better with age. He is a fine wine. I do think <laughs> he has gotten better the last few years. He's a father now. He's married now. So there's a lot that has changed. His priorities have changed for sure. And he's just matured over time. So he's definitely someone that I really enjoy. Um, 
He's kind of made the comment that he is taking some time off and he's apparently doing a movie. So okay. <laughs> um, good for him. Uh, but he says he will never formally retire from the challenge. So maybe he'll come back at some point. Okay. But I do really like CT, especially current CT. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which you would hope, and maybe this is a, a perk in a way of like seeing people across multiple seasons is that you can see them change as people. But yeah, I mean, you would hope if you watch somebody for 15 or 20 years that they have some sort of character <laughs> development. Right. Know? Right. Like they, they probably shouldn't still be the person that is. That would have been cast on the real world, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, And it is funny because I think, like, Bananas versus CT, I definitely see more of a maturity level out of CT than Bananas. I mean, Mm -hmm. I guess he's kind of matured over time, but I don't know. I feel like CT's transformation was a lot more evident. And maybe that's because he was, like, violent back in the day. (laughs) That could definitely be part of it. Um, But definitely a noteworthy relationship in CT's kind of arc uh is his relationship with DM mm-hmm. um who her first this season I know. yes mm-hmm. her first season was fresh meat um and which that season actually is really good I was kind of unsure how I would like that season because fresh meat is the portion where it's just kind of like random casting choices like those people are not on real world or something like that and she was actually a fresh meat member but she was really great. Um, she had gone through cancer and remission basically throughout her entire challenge career. Um, she met CT on the duel, which is a season that I recommend mainly because of them. Um, and mainly because of DM, but that season CT really helped her gain her self-confidence because her hair was slowly starting to grow back. And so she was wearing wigs mainly, and he kind of encouraged her to um, to gain back some of her confidence, especially after going through something like cancer, which can really affect how you view your body and things like that. So there's an iconic moment of her taking her wig off uh, before a challenge, which was really monumental for her. And they share a passionate kiss on the show, which is sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, but after all of that, they do end up dating after this show. Uh, it gets a little up and down, tumultuous relationship. Um, they play again on a few seasons, but the last season that they do together is Battle of the Exes 2. So that is season, season number 26. And that season itself is also really great, but they, obviously it's Battle of the Exes, so you and your ex are on a team together. And uh, sadly, her and another cast member from that season, Ryan Knight, died in the same month. Um, They both died in November of 2014, just two months after filming had ended for Battle of the Exes 2. So that was really sad, obviously. Um... DM had died from her, uh, which they had talked about, that her cancer had come back. Um, and then they also dedicated this season to Ryan Knight, who died as well. Um, I feel like Ryan, which is, they call him Knight on the show, uh, Battle of the Seasons is his first season. They don't really talk about him as much. I don't, he doesn't return as much as DM does. 
Um, probably his most noteworthy thing is he has a very funny personality and he had a relationship with Jimmy, um, who, <laughs> who Jimmy has a, uh, phobia of ketchup, which is interesting. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, definitely recommend watching Battle of the X's too, especially if you've watched CT and DM's relationship through time. Um, cause it just kind of like culminates into that, but Anyway, I remember really liking her. Yeah, yeah. She has a very sweet personality and like anyone else can, has the ability to stick up for herself, which I appreciate, especially on this kind of show. You really need to, you really need to speak up for yourself. (laughs) You really do. So last few people, um, Cara Maria is another, um, noteworthy cast member. She's from Fresh Meat 2 is her first season. Um, and holds several records for different female records. Uh, definitely has had some relationship drama, um, but she is close with CT, so that's fun to watch. And it's kind of weird because she, uh, if actually, if you look on Paramount Plus right now, the last season that's on there, like if you look up the challenge, it is literally a photo of Car Maria and Bananas. Which is so weird because neither one of them have been on a season like in a minute. <laughs> so it is it is weird because I because uh, Car Marie was definitely like a huge part of the show at one point, and then like Bananas, she just really hasn't come back. Uh, I'm not really sure if it's because she doesn't want to or if she hasn't been asked to come back. It's a little unclear to me, but yeah. she is also a polarizing person. Um, she is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physically strong, but like kind of naive, especially earlier on and can be a little bit dramatic, all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, next notable person is Ashley Mitchell. Um, she has a nickname, which gives away something, so I will not say what it is, but... Her first season is Rivals 3, and she has been more, uh, I guess, sporadic is maybe the right word. Like, sometimes she doesn't play, and then sometimes she comes back. So, she's been on more recent seasons than, like, Car Maria or Bananas. Um, but she holds several records for things I can't say because they're spoilers. So, <laughs> um, and then the last one I wanted to mention was Jarrell, who, um, we have been seeing as well, like pretty recently. Um, and it's fun to see him because he was from the gauntlet was his first season and he still holds a record. It again, it's a spoiler, so I'm not going to share what it is, but, um, he still holds a record right now, which is really impressive, especially Mm -hmm. because he's one of the older people to play. But anyway, Final thing was I did want to mention some honorable mentions. So hopefully if there are any challenge people out there and they're like, you didn't say blank, maybe I'll mention them in this quick fire list. So honorable mentions, Wes, Beth, Derek, Brad, Tina, Anissa, Kenny, and Evan, Rachel, Jordan, Ev, or Evelyn, Tori, Laurel, Nani, Big Easy, Devin, Jody, Corey, and Leroy. Great quick fire. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say that 
there are lots of people from Big Brother. There have become lots of people from Survivor. There have been a couple people from The Amazing Race. And there's also been someone from The Circle. Oh. So there's that. I don't know if you would ever guess who it is, but it was Ed from The Circle. Uh, I know. I was like, of all the people? Okay. Yeah. Like, they're worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's the challenge. Um, I'll try to to make this fast, but wanted to mention also some spinoffs that they've had as well, or specials. One of the specials is CT's Getting Married, which, yeah, when I watched it, it was labeled as season 32, episodes 23 and 24, so it, like, wasn't a separate show or anything, but it was from back in 2018, um, CT married this girl named Lily, and they, they have a baby together named CJ. The The show itself was honestly kind of sad. <laughs> um, CT had a lot of family drama, um, mm-hmm. especially because, like, his family didn't like Lily or didn't like her family. So that was sad to watch that. Um, and they don't necessarily talk about DM directly, but there's some kind of like subtle almost comparisons like between DM and Lily. So that's kind oh, of uncomfortable. That's not really fair. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But towards the end, um, yeah, it's a two-part series. So if you want to skip the drama, just watch the second episode probably. Um, but there are challenge people invited to spend the night to, to go to his bachelor party. So that's funny to see who all shows up. Um, and then they do end up getting married. There has been some drama as far as if they are together or separated. So that's kind of an ongoing thing with them. But did they get a free wedding out of this? I have to think that they did. Yeah. So kudos to them. It was a beautiful wedding. That's for sure. Yeah. So then we have Champs versus Pros slash Champs versus Stars. It started as Champs versus Pros like challenge champs versus like professional athletes and then the next two seasons were champs versus stars i don't know if because they found the pro athletes not as dramatic so they decided to go (laughs) with more entertainers or there's still some some athletes and stuff but Yeah, yeah um it was not hosted by tj it was hosted by uh victor cruz and the miz um and so all those people are playing for different charities, which is always fun. Um, noteworthy people throughout those three seasons, Lolo Jones, of course, who um, actually ended up going on to an actual season of the challenge. Um, and there's a whole lot to say about Lolo Jones, but we won't get into that. <laughs> um, Sean Johnson, oh. Josh Murray, as from The Bachelorette. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, Lil Romeo, Brooke Hogan, Drake Bell, (laughs) Cardi B's sister, Hennessy, or Hennessy, I don't know how you say that, um, Casper Smart, who was J-Lo's ex-boyfriend, and Lil Mama. So, just from that, Talk about names I haven't heard in a while. (laughs) I know, right? Brooke Hogan. I remember when she had her own show on MTV. Yes. That's the only way I know, like, who she is, but, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. She actually plays with CT, so that's fun. Yeah, and I think all three of those seasons are pretty entertaining. It's basically a, I guess, watered-down version of the challenge, 
and it's fun to hear, you know, this money's going to charity, so that's always cool. And it's similar to the challenge in that the winning team or the winning person gets money, and then it goes into the bank for their charity, Um, and there are eliminations, blah, 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 blah. You get the gist. (sighs) Okay, and then the most, um, I did want to mention, back in 2010, there was also a spring break challenge uh, that I actually watched most recently. Um, I don't really think it's that great in comparison. Um, basically it's like LMFAO are randomly there at this beach and TJ is the, the host, which is redeeming, but (laughs) there are teams of different college students from different States around the Uh. country And each team has a challenge coach. So take that what Uh. you will. Um, It is back in 2010. So it is some of the earlier uh, challenge people. Um, I think I might have seen that, actually. I'm having flashbacks to, like, spring breakers. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely has that feel. Like, everybody's on the beach watching. Do they show people, like, at their hotels and stuff? Um, not from what I recall, but maybe. Okay, well, I'm sure there were multiple spring break shows. (laughs) True. Um, I do know there was at least one person who then became like a regular challenge contestant. Um, there may have been more, but there's definitely one that's blatantly obvious. Anyways, the most recent spinoff that I highly recommend over all of them is the challenge all stars um i purposely did not mention this person in the notable cast members because i knew i would be talking about him for all stars and that person is mark long who um calls himself the godfather of reality television so take that as how you want but um he's from real world road rules challenge aka the second season of the challenge um and even yeah. even though I hadn't seen any of that stuff, he looked familiar to me whenever I first started the show. But yeah, it's been a while since he's been on a challenge season. But he recently started like a social media campaign talking about we want an OG sit uh, an OG season. We want an old school challenge, and it kind of just took off um, on social media, and now it's a show. Um, called All Stars, and he is an executive producer, so that's exciting for him. Um, I think it's super fun, especially if you, I think it's rewarding for people who watch the older seasons, because these are people who are coming back who haven't played in a long time, usually. Mm-hmm. It is fun, too, because there's, like, I mean, it has good music on there because it's MTV anyway, but most of the music that's on All Stars is, like, throwback music, so that's fun. Oh, that is fun. And the cast is just fun because, I mean, these people are basically all in their 40s or (laughs) older. Um, Lots of them are parents. Lots of them, you know, have a day job, but there's still drama. There's still all of the things that you get from a regular season of The Challenge. TJ is still a host, so that's fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's basically all I can say is it's very similar from a regular challenge season 
except that you've seen these people and some of them you haven't seen in forever. So it's kind of fun yeah. to see like what they did back in the day and where they are now. That is cool. Yeah. And I will note that if you are not interested in watching 20 plus seasons or 37 seasons of the challenge, I totally understand. Um, I think the show does a really good job of like, obviously there are people who have played for 20 seasons. They do a good job of, of maybe addressing like if there's a an argument that happened in the past that maybe has affected this challenge that they're currently on. They do a pretty good job of like doing flashbacks about things like that. And even like on All Stars, they'll mention like, oh, this person's from their first season was back in this year or whatnot. So I would definitely say don't feel like you're going to miss out on anything. It's not like watching like a series of movies and you jumped in at the last movie and you have no idea what's going on. So yeah, you can don't worry about get, that. Get the gist. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, I did want to tell anyone who was interested in watching. Ugh, it is like, it's kind of crazy to, to figure out where, which seasons are. And <clears throat> I will say upon this recording date, I looked up every single season where you can watch it. Um, but that is subject to change because it has definitely changed since I started watching some of the seasons. So just be aware of that. But I will say the majority of the seasons are available on Paramount Plus. Uh, weirdly, they don't have the last two most recent seasons for some reason. Still don't understand that. But you can watch seasons 10 through 13, 15 to 35 which the most current season was 37. So you don't have 36, 37. All Stars, both of those seasons, Champs versus Stars slash Pros, all on there. Dailymotion.com is where you can watch Spring Break Challenge. I don't really recommend that one unless you're just like, I guess, really into that. I'm personally not. But MTV's website, you can watch seasons 21 to 28, 32 to 37, which, like I said, is the current season. And then they also have Champs versus Stars slash Pros. Hulu has seasons 31 to 33, 36, and 37. And then Netflix has 12 <laughs> and 25. So, How did they decide these? I'm so curious. <laughs> it's really funny because uh, Netflix, like whenever I started watching the challenge, I don't know how far along I was. But that's whenever they announced that, like, they were putting Survivor seasons, like, two Survivor seasons on there. And then they put, like, two Survivor, I mean, two Challenge seasons on there. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. But, yeah. Like I said, Paramount Plus is probably the best decision. Um, and then going on MTV to watch the most two recent seasons is probably what I would write. Either, either MTV or Hulu. Um, but both you have to connect to some sort of... You know, you can't watch it for free is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, a cable provider or something. Yeah. Yes. So, that was a lot. Just like 37 seasons was a lot. But, <laughs> yeah, like I said, throughout this entire spiel, I've really enjoyed the show. It is fun watching it. Um, not family friendly, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun to watch. Um, and apparently season 38 will be coming out relatively soon. It sounds like it'll probably be sometime this summer, so I'll let y'all know what I think about that. And there's been some speculation that there's going to be a 
somewhat globally connected challenge series, which is kind of weird because there's already a challenge season called War of the, War of the Worlds, but they're like the, revamping that idea to where it sounds like there's going to be like a challenge season in Australia, in the UK, in wherever else. And then I guess they're going to take like noteworthy people from those seasons to bring them together to compete. But they've already done that. So I'm just like not really, not really sure about all of that. Um, Like I said, World of the Worlds is a good, (laughs) is a good example of that. But anyway, that'll be interesting. Like Disney Channel games. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I will watch it. I will be there. But... Yeah, overall, it's a great show. If you're into reality shows, reality competition shows, I recommend it. If you don't like drama, like that's your least favorite part of Big Brother, for example, then you will not like this show. Um, Probably, I mean, it feels like 50-50 is like competition, 50% of just drama between these people. (laughs) Um, It is MTV. It is. So you kind of know what you're getting yourself into beforehand. Yeah. I will say that. But it is super fun and it's fun to watch these people over years and years and years um, develop different relationships with people, friendships with people, character arcs, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, it is like if you ever get excited for like an all stars survivor season, I mean, it's basically like that every single season. So that's a plus. Yeah. That's one thing that I always liked about it was just that you do get to know the people really well because you see them over and over again. So it's a fun, from what I've seen, it's a fun show and you've inspired me to want to watch more of it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. And I especially recommend the current seasons. Like if you're really into CBS properties, I have a, from what I've heard, it sounds like there's going to be even more CBS reality show people. And even like the last few years there have been already, like, especially with big brother people. So if you were really into those people that are on it, then I recommend watching those at least. Cause you will enjoy those already. Cause you'll know some of the people who were on them. So yeah, it's good stuff. It is. I feel like at this point, like people come off of like big brother and are like, I want to be on the challenge. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is just so funny to me. It is. It's definitely a career aspiration, like you said. Well, you know, maybe after we get on Amazing Race, we hit up the challenge. I would love to witness some of the drama. (laughs) It would be funny. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Uh, Well. I've been waiting for this this journey for a long time. Yeah, it has been a journey, that's for sure. Two years in the making. (laughs) Yes, we've been... I feel like we've somewhat been on the journey with you because you said you know you've been watching that's the right challenge or whatever yeah but, you know now we get the full overview so this is really yeah two years in the making love it yeah it's kind of sad you know I don't have as much to to look forward to but I have yeah. all stars which is great and then the new season is coming out so that's a plus yes So anyway, if you are into the challenge, please let us know because I'm very curious to hear what other fans think. Everybody, I'm sure, has an opinion and I always like to hear opinions, even if they're different from mine. So feel free to reach out. 
We're on social media, Instagram, Twitter. We're also on email and Discord. So feel free to reach out to us with that. All of that information's in the show notes below. Please be sure to rate and review and subscribe. All of those three words that you hear if you are a podcast person. But <laughs> super helpful for us to be able to reach more people and just be able to, people to know who we are, basically. So please feel free to reach out to anybody that you know as well and recommend our show because we'd always love to have new people to make friends with. And I guess that concludes our episode for today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. This ends your time here. Take care of yourself.